0: check out the show notes to sign up for an interview. Joseph really started to feel the effects of the pandemic early on, in part because they flew to Mexico in January of 2020 and started noticing people wearing masks. But later on, he was planning to do a fundraiser to fund his book and had to transition in April of 2020 to doing an online webinar Wholly different than the program that he had imagined and planned. Now, in present day, he's concerned about the Delta variant and how it is affecting the people he loves and the people in his community. Despite having been vaccinated, he has watched several people get very ill and even pass away because of the Delta variant. Here's Joseph discussing how his life has changed, the good the pandemic has brought, and the hardship.
1: It was actually January of 2020 because we went for my wife's birthday and it was just we were walking, we were walking about the, uh, about the airport and uh, just people were wearing masks. Uh, A few people, very, very few, but I was just like, oh, that's interesting. You know, why, why are they so concerned about something that is happening over there, you know, in Asia or wherever. I, I had pneumonia back in 2018. That lasted two years. Uh, It was was a a rare form of pneumonia called, uh, nicknamed boop, but it's uh, organized pneumonia, where it looks like cancer in your lung. And so when it started to become more and more real here and I got the vaccine, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, which is the one and done, I felt pretty safe. But then when the Delta variant came around um, and I had my best friend's, best man in his wedding passed away, uh, after he had had the vaccine, like I was just, just kind of realizing that this is uh, that there's, there's not a whole lot of determining what, what you can and can't do to keep away from this thing. Yeah. There's been several stories of that people that have been vaccine, vaccinated here and my organization is international. So um, there have been people, uh, close friends of directors in my organization that have passed away, you know, suddenly just because of COVID, but because of fluke reasons, like one guy was recovering um, from covid and had a weird reaction one night and took off his mask and like they didn't get to him in time to get that oxygen going again and he died of you know just lack of oxygen you know a pastor friend of mine i was i was in malawi africa for a month with my daughter and my friend um, died in a hospital there in um, Blantyre because they ran out of oxygen so knowing that the benefits of the resources here where I am makes me feel very humbled and guilty and all the other things that that come along with that, but uh, very, very sad. Well, I, I don't know too much, you know, I, I listen to like NPR and, and everything and, and I just hear that it's, it's really rampant. And I just had breakfast with somebody that had that was that had COVID. So I had to get a, a rapid test and I, I just feel like it's everywhere. And most of the people that I know that are affected by it right now are just experiencing flu-like symptoms. And and I just spoke to uh, a group of law enforcement officers here in West Michigan. So as I'm going to the speaking engagement, um, I'm getting my rapid test and waiting for my results back to know if I could actually complete the speaking engagement (laughs) that was scheduled. So a pretty important important law enforcement training thing. So it's just, it's complicated life. one of my directors flew in from California on Friday and I'm just like I don't know if I have covid <laughs> she's like oh it's fine she's older baby, and kind of stubborn <laughs> so I'm like okay but I'm going to wear my mask <laughs> and I don't even know if masks work like I don't know but I'm just trying to be respectful you know if I, if i can if it can if it can reduce the, yeah, the, the possibility by even you know a degree then it's worth it to me to to make that sacrifice discomfort to try to keep somebody else alive. I found out on a Thursday night that I was exposed and was able to get a rapid test on Saturday morning. I could have gotten a test on Friday, but it, it would have been one of those that takes two weeks to get the response back, or a week to get the response back. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll wait, I'll wait till Saturday. It's 15 minutes, you know? I'm not sure how it's covered. I mean, it's obviously not, it's, the cost is not zero, um, but I don't have to pay anything. And I went through the drive-through at a local uh, pharmacy, but my friend that was in here from, uh, from uh, San Jacinto, California, she says they have to pay to get tested. And I don't I don't know what that amount was, but uh, I mean, that's Michigan, You know, I'm, I'm in Michigan and she's in California and they do things just different over there. Well, it started off in, February or January of 2020, I had planned a webinar to help fund my book um, where I was going to introduce a lot of the, the concepts um, in the book, a lot of the tools. And now I wanted to do it in person. I wanted to have food and music and all this other stuff. And, and you know, the, the pandemic happened, everything got locked down uh, and it was happening in April of 2020. So I just turned it the focus away from my book um, and turned it into an opportunity for myself and a bunch of other people that were either mental health professionals or peer support specialists to talk about kind of surviving this this season of life. Now I was able to raise a little bit of money by selling the tickets, but it was all about just trying to encourage people. Um, it was called Forward is Forward and just how to move forward in, in, a, in a very volatile time. So that was really, it was discouraging. And I was a little concerned about putting out a webinar but I just asked the right people the right the right questions or I asked the wrong questions and they told me the right questions to ask. And we figured it out together and it, it turned out okay. It was fabulous, but it was it was a wonderful experience for, for me and those that were there. And I work for FedEx. So, you know, they talk about, you know, nurses and doctors who have been drastically affected by this pandemic, but you know, couriers as well, UPS, FedEx, Amazon. You know, we have been operating at um, peak levels christmas levels for two years uh, essentially when when our peak season usually only lasts about four weeks um, and we are working 70 to 80 hours during those four weeks we can manage it but it's really frustrating but we've been doing that now for you know since march of 2020 so that's 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 been really hard if i am fortunate though my wife took out a new position with Starbucks, uh, where she's managing a store. So I went part time uh, with FedEx uh, in February of this year, we did some income shifting, and I've been able to focus more on my book and my organization, um, which has been really helpful to police officers and uh, people everywhere just kind of struggling with uh, mental health issues. I think at least I have become more aware of how much more capable I am of helping other people in in distance places. So, you know, because my broken people is international, um, we have a, a woman from Germany who lives just outside of Berlin. She was assaulted and we were able to find her care for that particular issue inside of Berlin and get her the resources that she needed even you know from here in the States. Just being able to realize that the limitations that are there because we're physically in one place, you have to be more creative to, to try to find problem solving and, and, and learn the tools that you have to be able to help somebody in a, in a faraway place. Um, and as you use technology more, because you have to, because of Zoom calls with, you know, with, I work with NAMI, which is National Alliance of Mental Illness, all of that has gone from in-person support to uh, Zoom calls, you know, just realizing how capable we are of really making a difference. And I can have people that normally would meet in person here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, who have access to peer support like they do, but maybe somebody in what's it place, Kansas, that doesn't have that, can still join our peer support call here in Michigan to get the support that they wouldn't typically get uh, with the same kind of service that everyone is getting at the moment. I think one of the most tricky things is our church has had to, you know, had to go online and do video services for several months. And in that time, you know, my wife took a position at Starbucks, uh, running a store, um, opening a brand new store, getting everybody hired, she got really disconnected from the church. So what was a very relationship building experience to, to, to be doing anything together really as when you're a couple, whereas, you know, now I go alone, because She's got this other thing going on and, and she kind of got out of the habit because doing church via the Zoom call was just really weird. And I feel like that has, I don't know, it just makes me sad. And we're, we're trying to get back to doing more things together. Last year we went on a wine tour and, you know, trying to taste wine, you couldn't do it inside and it was freezing outside and it was just a horrible experience. I don't even like wine and uh, it was just miserable to like even be able to out, out with them to see the changing colors of the trees and the tasting new wines. It was just miserable, <laughs> but I just think, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I have social anxiety. So it kind of felt good for a while to not have to feel like I've got to go into social settings and and pretend to be something I'm not. But then there's some point where it's just like, oh, I I do need a little bit. Finding ways to connect with friends uh, has been difficult as well. Because I can connect with people very personally on a one-to-one level, but that is hard. I need that I need that one-on-one connection. Like that doesn't cause me social anxiety. Although when I hang out with them, I'm just like, okay, like we're hanging out. I'm just like, okay, I don't know how to hang out. So why don't you walk me through this? <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know what to do. But that's the kind of nature of the friendships I have. You know, we are very honest. You know, it's, it's interesting that my, my book was released in June and I started writing it in 2018. And this how it came out, you know, at that time where COVID is going on. It was, and the tools I have in the book and the nature of the book, it really addresses a lot of the needs the needs in society today. So that was just kind of a neat, I was very grateful to to have something like that to be able to contribute to a few people's lives.
0: Thank you for listening. Subscribe so that you don't miss an interview I interview multiple people a week, and I am releasing these episodes as fast as I can. And if the story meant something to you, share it, because it will probably mean something to someone else. Every time you share the project, it helps the project grow. So thank you. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.